Well, here we go. We are finally doing it. This should probably be our last show ever, right? Because we're going to be talking about the greatest movie ever made. I mean, where can we go from here? Well, we'll go somewhere going down. Troy just gave me a big old down sign. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to be talking about the number one film in the AFI Top 100. We're talking about Citizen Kane. What is up? Why is this movie so great? It's just about a freaking millionaire that says Rosebud and people lose their shit. Well, we'll find out on a very Rosebud edition of the review. Review. Don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? I'm Charles... Oh, fuck, what was his name? <laughs> Montgomery Burns. Yep, Mon I'm Montgomery Burns. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Review of You, a show where two small town dudes give your big dumb opinions. I am Troy to the Max Extract. I'm Charles Foster Kane! <laughs> I just remembered it. Yes, we are. We've hit the pinnacle of cinema yeah. tonight. Okay, we've hit the crescendo. The best movie ever made. We should just stop right here. Cut it off. Nothing can get better than this. It will never get better from this. Yeah. That's why they've never updated the AF <laughs> AFI <laughs> top one hundred movies of all time. People, the, the AFI watched this movie and they were like, "Well, who even gives a shit? Who gives a shit anymore? It's never going to be better than number there. one, of course." So we're going to talk about it. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. We're going to dive I'm in. I'm excited to talk about this movie. Yeah. You were saying you're definitely looking more forward to this than sex books. But we'll probably talk about that later. <laughs> I am more on edge talking about the, the sex books. Yeah. That I'll be doing on a, a different show. Yeah. Um, Got to tiptoe around some stuff. This I one, can't I wait. can't wait for just an open discussion, Yeah, and there's no weird stuff going to creep in. <laughs> no weird sex stuff. <laughs> so that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. As I finish and sip my gin drink. Ooh. Well, I'm going to get up another beer. You want a beer, Troy? Mm-hmm. Okay. So while you're doing that, I'm going to dip into a little bit of the news. Go for it. How about we do that? Go for it. Go for it. So we all are in love with increasingly longer run times of movies, aren't we? I love them. We all love them. I wish The Godfather was five hours. We wish it. It didn't happen un un unceremoniously. But, uh, I mean, we got Endgame in there over three hours long. Yeah. Or pu pushing the three hours. Put I can't remember. Well, I got another one to, to throw into the ring here. Do you hear about oh. this? Please. Did you, did you see this? You hear about this? The Irishman. The yeah. Straight to. There's a, actually a, quite a bit of news about the Irishman. Yeah. It's last week. Is pushing 210 minutes, which is three and a half hours long. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scorsese and gang. Next. There's big so thing. many old people in it. How do they get them to film for so long? I don't know. But he did it. With he's all those Al Pacino pull. nap breaks, you think that there would be they wouldn't be able to fit that much in. Well, in order to get Joe Pesci back, he's like, we're giving you as much screen time as possible. Yeah. Three and a half we hours. We don't know if worth. you're ever going to be back, Joe Pesci. <laughs> so we're going to stuff as much of you in this as possible. No kidding. So 
it's it's gonna be a long one. And with that, well, luckily it's gonna be on Netflix, so yes, you don't have to fucking. But they were pushing it to get to theaters, and yeah. that has been denied. <laughs> because no one's going to watch a three and a half hour long movie crime drama. Yeah. Uh, it's been, I don't know if it's necessarily been denied so much, but being that um, it is a Netflix film being yeah. like booted by Netflix. Yep. That the theaters are apprehensive to show it. Yes. Because of that. Yes. And they don't want any Oscar contention <laughs> with it. Star Wars coming out around that fucking time. <laughs> yeah. We can't try and fit your big fucking juggernaut of a movie in there <laughs> right. when we're trying to like fit in as many showings of Star Wars no as kidding. we can. I didn't I didn't even put that together. That's probably a good ass reason why they didn't want to do it. It's like we'll show two movies a fucking day. <laughs> yeah. At this point. <laughs> we'll have to keep cinemas open twenty four hours and still lose money. <laughs> God. So anyway, The Irishman. Looking good. <laughs> Alright. Can't wait to see it. Looking great. I'm gonna be I'm, on, it's curious. It's gonna be on Netflix. So. I know. There you go. So that warrants the three breaks you're gonna take. and yep. like You can piss as many times as you want. That's right. During the Pause film. It. That's right. Just go in a bucket that's right beside you. <laughs> oh, you don't have a movie piss bucket? Oh, yeah. I guess not. I just use the one that the theaters give me that I pay for for limited popcorn. <laughs> and you just keep And then I wash them. it out and then I give it back Oh, to yeah. The... <laughs> right. Oh, I think give it back. Wow, that's a power it... move. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, I just cleaned the piss out of my bucket. Can you fill it full of popcorn? <laughs> I washed it. Yeah, I washed it. I'm not that gross. I'm not a savage. Yeah. Fuck, man. Jesus. Just keep a just keep a big jug of Dawn in your men's room so I can wash it out in between. Yeah. I'll just throw some sawdust in there. It'll absorb it all out. And I'll just dump it out. Throw that weird powder shit they throw on kids' on puke and fucking... <laughs> oh, my God. Well, JT, it's official. It's official this time. What? Like Spider-Man is out. Oh, this, no. The deal is The deal is done. I guess Sony is taking Spider-Man off for themselves now. Yep. So any loose hanging threads that they had at the end of Far From Home are not going to be answered. Good. Which <laughs> I'm almost curious on like how are they going to get through this? Even though it looked like it would it can be easy cuz Doctor Strange lives in that universe. Yeah. Like, oh, what what Spider-Man? <laughs> Spider-Man didn't exist. Ooh. Ooh. Or they can go back in time and make it so it didn't happen. <laughs> they have that power now. I, thought it, I heard somewhere where it's like, they're just going to bring him back and just like be like, he's like just the night monkey from now on. <laughs> but of course, Sony is now saying he'll easily fold into our Venom universe that we've already started. <laughs> you know, like, of course he will. Yeah, this person has been a horrible... Spider-Man for so long. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, this weird Venom thing shows up in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah, that's right. So, obviously, he'll fit right in and fight Carnage or whatever. Ronald McDonald, whoever's ever at the end of Venom. So that's what's going to be. But with that, there was more D23 news, JT, that we didn't get to, I yeah, think, last D23 week. Yeah, D23 dropped this past weekend. Um, so, it's got a ton of stuff on the Phase 4 slate. Stuff that we already know about so far. Oh, yeah. Um, like, with the low-key show and the 
WandaVision, Captain yeah. America, uh, not Captain America, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep. All that stuff still slated to go. Oh, yeah. Didn't show much of anything for Black Widow yet, I don't think, but that's yeah. still going. But that does have a new release date for Black Panther 2, Ooh. which that didn't yet exist. We didn't even know it was going to be a thing. Yeah. We speculated that it would. Yeah. But that's coming out uh, May 6th of 2022. Wow. So that'll be coming out uh, sooner than you think. Yeah. Right around the corner. Well, it's got a little bit, though. It's got a little bit of a, a stretch. They got Black Widow coming out. Um, I don't even know what other movies they have coming out. Like, actual movies. I know of a ton of Disney Plus stuff. Oh, yeah. It feels like they're really putting down on their Disney Plus. Uh, Disney Plus had a deal for, like, members-only thing already that crashed their site for Disney Plus. It was, like, a three-year contract for Disney Plus for, like, three bucks a month. Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. It was like you had to pay for it all up front. Oh yeah. So it was like 140 bucks. Yeah. I'm like, really? For I mean, three years, that's like nothing. That's not bad. It was like three fifty a month. And that's only for Disney Plus. That's not for yeah. like their bundle package or yeah. whatever. So it's only for that eight dollar one. Yeah. Well, that's that's like half the price, because I think it's gonna yeah. be seven bucks a month. Eight bucks. Eight bucks okay. or something like that. I think seven ninety nine or whatever. Okay. Regardless. It's quite quite the drop in price eh? yeah yeah my god my god man um but with the disney plus stuff yeah. down the pipeline we're gonna get more series yeah uh, uh on top of the ones that we already knew about uh one being moon knight yeah the one that netflix people wanted forever that never came <laughs> yeah they just shoved this in their face <laughs> uh we're gonna get a miss marvel series which yeah. i'm kind of interested to see how it's is a... that gonna be different from captain marvel uh, because it's not the same. So Miss Marvel, oh, okay. It Miss Marvel <laughs> is no, she's a um Middle Eastern like first generation immigrant. Oh, okay. That she gets her powers through like an odd happenstance. Yeah. But she doesn't have like Captain Marvel's powers. Okay. Her powers are like she can like shape shift. Oh shit. But like she idolizes Captain Marvel so much that the first when she goes out to fights crime, she, like, transforms to look like her because she idolizes her so much until she figures out, like, she's her own person. Yeah. So, it's kind of cool. This The series is highly acclaimed. Yeah. Because, like, it's a different point of view. It's, like, a teenage uh, female hero. Oh, cool. With a different nationality. So, she gets, like, all the weird, like, Muslim phobia oh, yeah. on her as well. Yeah. And so, it's it's a it's a refreshing take on the, the genre. And I'm glad that's going to be made into a series. Right on. And the last one, which I'm also excited about, yeah. JT, She-Hulk she is coming to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Which, if we get our way, will be Law & Order with like a seven-foot hot <laughs> lawyer in it. Hot hulking lawyer. Oh, She-Hulk's a lawyer? Yeah. Okay. Is it going to be like Caveman Lawyer from Saturday Night Live? No, it's not going to be like Caveman Lawyer. Look, I know he did the murder, but look, I'm a caveman. <laughs> I understand murder. <laughs> Not guilty. <laughs> but uh, th that's what I always wanted when Daredevil was out <clears throat> on um, Netflix or whatever. Yeah. To have Jennifer Walters come in, be like the opposing lawyer. Yep. And then they can... And then she beats him to death. Tit for tat. <laughs> she eats him. And then it's <laughs> it's done. So I'm, I'm looking forward to She-Hulk as well. So Disney Plus... You're barking up the right, right tree. On the, right on the corner there, November 12th. That's right.
Get your uh, pre-orders in if it, yep. the site isn't crashed. I think we're going to be talking about some more Disney Plus stuff later, too. Oh, okay. As well. Tease me. <laughs> Mostly for our what's been done. Oh, tease me. That we know that it's done. Um, Telltale Games, JT. Yes. Dead. Yep. It's dead in the water. Yeah. Pretty sad. Uh, it was upsetting to hear. Uh, there were some series that never finished The Walking Dead uh, they finished the Walking Dead one, didn't they? <clears throat> there was still one more season to come out to, like, finish the main character's story. Oh, fuck. I thought they... Okay. And they were also going to do a Stranger's Things... Stranger Things Strangers, 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 Strangers Things. Thing <laughs> game from the Telltale Games, but that all went kaput. Uh, and none of those are going to happen. But a group called LCG Entertainment... Yeah. Um, bought telltale games pretty much all the licensing for it yeah and is bringing it back to life all bringing right. back many people who also work for the company to go and like start again because even though like these games were highly like acclaimed um nothing came in to fill that void after it left so like i was yeah. i was kind of like surprised that was like nobody jumping on top of it to like get on like that kind of yeah. point-and-click adventure like, type yeah, stuff. Yeah, like that choose-your-own-adventure type uh, game. Mm -hmm. And so I would think it'd come back pretty much unopposed. Yeah. The only thing is, now that Telltale Games went under, Walking Dead still won't finish because now the rights to that game went to another company. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> and you'll never get the Stranger Things... Well, you might get it. Yeah. But that the rights reverted back to Netflix when that went under. Uh, but you may still get like maybe a Batman follow up. I never finished mine. Yeah. Mine keeps crashing. <laughs> so like I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. Um but that Wolf Among Us game was really good. The Fables one. Yeah, I think I remember playing a little bit of And that. I never played the Walking Dead one, but I heard it was great. Oh, the first one will make you cry at the end. <laughs> oh. It's so goddamn sad. Yeah. But, uh, good gym. Yeah, but there's a, I don't know, there's been some games out there that have been kind of like a choose own adventure. Like that Detroit Becoming Human was, is pretty good. Oh, okay. I okay. just got done playing that, and that's pretty good. Yeah. Is it the same kind of deal, though? Like, is it a, a bit different? Yeah, kind of like it's, uh, a lot of it is, uh, like they have like similar, uh, things to it. I think there's more consequence if you fuck up in Detroit Becoming Human. Okay. Then in uh, in uh, uh, like the Telltale games, the Telltale games I think is like your decision choose like tells you what happens. But in like Detroit, it's like well, if you fuck this up, then this character dies, and then you can't play as them anymore. Oh, <laughs> or it's like ah shit. <laughs> oh boy. All right, that's pretty sweet. So uh, you excited about that Telltale maybe coming back? Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Won't we? Great. I like I like those games. I was glad somebody came and got them. Yeah, you know, revived them. Yeah, gave them a second chance. Oh yeah. Uh, my last bit of news, JT. We talked uh, very briefly about it yes. um, before we started recording, but Keith David, <laughs> Keith David will be reprising his role actually as Spawn. Yeah. In Mortal Kombat 11, he what, first played him in the, the HBO, in, in the HBO series. HBO one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited for that. I love Keith David's voice. Keith David is pretty good. And I want to see gameplay of Spawn very soon. Ugh, I know. I want to... <clears throat> that DLC I... looks pretty sweet. Yeah, I want, 
I don't care so much about the Joker because I've seen him in like two iterations already. Yeah. He was in another Mortal Kombat, wasn't he? He was in He was in a Mortal wasn't Kombat he? and then he was in uh he was in all the Injustice games. Maybe it's Injustice that I'm thinking of. He was in the DC versus Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, he was in that. And then I think he was just in the Injustice games. But was he also a downloadable character and or maybe a skin? Maybe not. As somebody else? I don't remember. But anyway, I've seen it before. Yeah. So you're going to have to, like, do something really cool. But yeah. the Terminator and Spawn, you kidding me? Yeah. Bring it yeah. to me now. I can't wait. There's, I guess there's, like, a big controversy with Mortal Kombat 11 now where, like, one of the downloadable skins you can get is for Sub-Zero. But it's, like, you play as Sub-Zero being played as, like, this, like, like famous, like, uh, EDM DJ who, who apparently is, like, a shitty actor. <laughs> I've seen like some side by sides of like uh, the guy that voices Sub Zero, who's really good, mm -hmm. and then this guy, and the guy, the guy, he's just like, has like the most fucking white bread ass voice, and he just sounds like he's the t most terrible actor, and like Damn it. people are just shitting all over it. <laughs> I kind of want to get it because it's, it's a free one you can download, so I kind of want to okay. get it just to see like how shitty he is. Sweet. I still need to get that. I need to hop back into getting some games played here yeah. before my leave is up. Yeah, Batman Arkham Knight is going to be one of the free games for September at PS Plus. Don't have PS Plus anymore. Well, fuck it. Got rid of it. Can't. Can't. There was like three months in a row where in, where I had it where nothing interested me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I... I mean, granted, it was a gift. So yeah. I had three months free. Yeah. But I'm like... I, none of this. I don't want to pay for this if, like, a quarter of my year I want nothing. I'm such an infrequent player yeah. that I just want to get something. I would pay for it for the year, and it's, like, 60 bucks. Don't, I don't so care. So it's like, I don't know. I like it. All right. Different strokes, man. I like it. I'd like my I 60 bucks. <laughs> That's true. You do have to spend your money on pe keeping people alive. So Yeah. That's true. Me and uh, C. Danger, but I, have we talked about this already? Talked about cutting streaming services. I uh, said something about you guys are cutting HBO. We might cut HBO. We went on there and there's a, like a ton of movies we wanted to see that are on there right now. So we're trying to watch those really quick. <laughs> yeah. But like otherwise, like we got it mostly for Sesame Street for yeah. Macy. Yeah. And she doesn't want anything she, to do with oh, it. Oh, she's anymore. growing out of it. She we she'll want to watch Elmo, so we'll put it on. She's like, no. And so then we'll turn it off, and then we'll just put on. YouTube and watch Elmo on just YouTube. Put, just put on weird shitting videos on YouTube. It's kind of upsetting to me that I think about it because I mostly just watch YouTube. Yeah. That's like mostly everything I watch and it's free. Like I barely watch Netflix unless I have to go in and really watch something or something drops that it's interesting. Yeah. I barely watch Hulu except for recently where I've been watching a lot of Letterkenny. <laughs> But, like, HBO, not hardly. I have Amazon because I usually watch any movie that we do for this on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Um, but other than that, like, nothing. I already canceled my DC Universe app. Oh, my. Because I'm like, I, heard, I didn't even finish Swamp Thing. I heard it stunk. <laughs> so I'm like, forget it. Even though I liked it for the comics on it. Are you going to get that Disney Plus, though? Is that yes. The thing? Okay. I'm going to get the Disney Figured Plus. That. Figure that yeah. as much. Probably, I might get the Disney Plus bundle. Cancel Hulu and get the bundle. It's kind of like a wash because we bundle Hulu with our Spotify, which is still like 15 bucks. Yeah. So it's pretty much a wash. Yeah. But. 
What are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? If you want that Hulu, Chelsea loves Hulu, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. Maybe I'll watch the fucking Nat Geo or whatever. I don't know. Here you go. <laughs> watch those fucking lions fuck each other or some shit. <laughs> Just bite the neck out of some other animal. <laughs> Make Macy watch it. This is nature, damn it. Circle of life. Just like Lion King. Yeah, just like Lion King. <laughs> well, this is a real circle well, of life. This lion turned this antelope into shit. <laughs> and then the antelope eat that oh, shit. Fuck. And then the lion eat the antelope. That's a circle of life. It's a circle of life. Just a bunch of <laughs> shit eating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Troy, you a big fan of flaming Hot Cheetos? Yeah! Not yeah. the hugest fan, but I like him. Do you like him enough to watch a movie about him? <laughs> I heard this. And no. Eva Longoria is directing uh-huh. a film based on flaming Hot Cheetos. Great. Which, uh, I mean, it's funny, but I guess it's like an actual cool story. I heard what the actual like, story is. <laughs> like yeah. The guy that invented it was like the janitor at Frito-Lays. Uh-huh. And then, like, came up with them and was like, hey, me and my wife do this thing where we put this shit on Cheetos <laughs> to make them hot. And now he's, like, a millionaire. Yeah. He's, like, an executive. Yep. And he, like, runs some other company or something yeah. like that. It's a real rags to riches story, which <laughs> that is interesting. But when it's phrased as a clickbaity article. Yeah, but Evil Longoria know. directs the Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie. <laughs> it's like, the fuck? <laughs> the fuck is this oh fuck oh that's so good though so i'll probably see it eventually oh shit even just to see like her directorial is it her directorial debut it is i think it is great (laughs) so there you go i'm into it can't wait for that flaming hot cheetos i'm into it uh, we brought up Disney Plus earlier, Troy. Uh, their TV shows, uh-huh. a lot of them coming out that are looking pretty promising. Mm-hmm. Talk about that more in our, uh, you know, it's done. Mm. But apparently the Disney Plus TV shows will stream on a weekly basis. Oh, okay. They'll put, them, they'll put out one episode at a time. Very good. Per weekly basis. Now, I know you're a big binge watcher. What, what yeah. do you think about this idea, putting them out weekly? I think it's a good actually a better business model than the netflix yeah. thing you have more of an opportunity for them to come back yeah yeah you have people returning yeah to it and not getting it all done and then be like now what yeah even though i like both and i think the netflix model isn't broken but i actually watched something about just that in general netflix being broken yeah because they're like 10 billion dollars in debt or something like that yeah and whence disney plus comes to the scene that they're gonna take a lot of people's money there's a lot of people that i've already heard being like well i'm gonna cancel netflix on november 12th um it's like oh last netflix is fucked either last i think it was q2 of this year they lost 129 thousand subscribers netflix did and they thought they were gonna go up that's yeah. what they projected, and they went down. Boof. <laughs> so they blamed it on having their content not being exciting enough. Yeah. But that was the time they also raised their prices. Yeah. And it's like, mm, I bet it went from $8 to $13. Yeah. And people were like, no, 
Nah. I don't think so. Yeah. Especially when, like, all your shit's getting taken off by other competing companies oh, who yeah. technically own it. Yeah. And you're making, sometimes, your hit or miss content. Which, granted, most of it is good. Netflix's yeah. stuff is. No, I'm, I, I dig a lot of it. But once you're... And it's still, like, the, the number one. Like, yeah. Netflix, by far, is the number one streaming service yes. everybody has. Yeah. So, like, even losing 129000 its yeah. next competitor, I think, is Amazon Prime. And it's still, like, way below. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, what I was... I don't even remember what I was trying to get at at first. Yeah. But yeah. once Disney Plus comes in... Everyone is going to get on it because they came in with an aggressive price point. Yeah. All of these things are going to be available day one. It's yeah. got series that people really want to see day one. Fucking Simpsons. All of the Simpsons All of the on Simpsons. Fucking Star Wars. Marvel. Yeah. Disney Library. Everything. Everything. It's got all of that yeah. shit. For less than half the price of Netflix. Yeah. I even read that, uh, I guess, uh, they're talking about, like, Disney Plus is, like, Disney has said that if Disney Plus does as well as they think it will, it'll double their revenue yearly. Yeah. They are <laughs> going to turn a profit if they, if they, if their projections are right, yeah. they'll turn a profit with Disney Plus in five years. Which Netflix has never turned a profit. <laughs> Do you understand that? They've been around forever and never turned a profit. Do you understand that? <laughs> it's not like you were about to like grab the collar and just shake me. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? That's insane. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but I... Uh... Bob Iger has come out and said he is, of course, knows what he's doing. That he's yeah. obviously doing an aggressive strategy yeah. to like go for the jugular, yeah. and it's gonna work. Yeah, like if they have a lot of shit people want to see. The Disney Plus website already crashed for pre-orders. <laughs> it crashed because so many people wanted it, and that's only members, not yeah. the general public. Yeah. <laughs> I have just a facial expression towards you. Do you understand? <laughs> Get off me, man. Get off me. What were you saying about what what was the original news for this? Uh oh, the Disney Plus shows are gonna be weekly. Perfect. Yes, I think it's good. Well, uh, I think it's a good thing. Well, before Netflix dies a terrible, terrible death, <laughs> uh they have one more big thing they're gonna put out there. And that's, of course, that Breaking Bad movie. Yes. They put out a teaser this past week where they have a skinny Pete being like, I don't know where Jesse Pinkman is and uh -huh. shit like that. But it gave us a release date, October 11th. All right. Of this year. All right. El Camino. It's right around the corner. Is dropping. Oh, it's called El Camino? Yeah. I've seen that all over. I didn't know that was a Breaking <laughs> Bad movie. Yeah. El Camino is the name of the movie. Got it. All right. I feel like an idiot. I should have known that. <laughs> this is like... What the fuck is El Camino shit? I mean, shit? it's not my job, but, like, it's something that I should poke my nose into, right? <laughs> Golly. Anyway. Good. Yeah, because I think that's what Jesse Pinkman, like, drives off in, in the end, is an El Camino. El Camino? I kind of like El Caminos. Yeah. Like the weird car trucks <laughs> things. <laughs> weird car trucks. They are. I have, like, a dream of, like, making a comic... 
and I want his vehicle to be an El Camino. That'd be sweet. He just comes out with a fucking shotgun, and he's got an El Camino <laughs> with, like, a bag of guns in the back or whatever. It's going to be, like, a Punisher-type book, except he's going to be a go. bad Punisher. That's, like, an idea for a book that I want to do. He wants to kill good people? No. No, no. He's, like, just a Punisher, but bad at it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And he drives an El Camino. Yeah. The whole thing... Let me just give you my synopsis okay. right here. Tell everyone so that they can steal <laughs> it from Steal my you. idea. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> my idea is that it's this cop, and he kind of always gets shit on that he's like a goody two-shoes cop or whatever. Yeah. And then he goes out one night, like, and does like a vigilante type thing to help somebody right away. And he gets like a thrill out of it because his life is kind of mundane. Yeah. So he does it more and more and more and more. Yeah. And he becomes like this kind of weird, like, urban myth, like, legend around town. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, did you see this guy? Oh, he's out there doing stuff. And then he gets kind of wrapped up in, like, that lifestyle. And he, like, loses his wife, gets fired from his job because he's, like, doing this more as a thrill. Yeah. And then he becomes, like, this full-on vigilante and slowly creeps into, like, stepping over the line a little bit more and more and more and more until he becomes, like, the bad guy at the end. Uh, and then no. somebody who's been chasing him halfway through the series, it's like a cycle. So, like, somebody tries to fight him, oh. and at the end, it's just like, it always is like a Son constant loop. Bitch, Troy. I know. That's an oh, idea. You just ruined the ending to your book they're going to put out. That's all right. I'll never do it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I win the fucking lottery, and I can just do that for my life, this is what I'm going to do right now. And then you'll be like, sitting. don't listen to our show. <laughs> So you don't know how it ends. Yeah. Right. That's right. Anyway, that's my idea. All right. So look out for well, it to that's drop all my in news, 2022. Troy. That's all my news. That's all your news? Yeah. Not, not, not a lot of news this week. All right. It was a big news week because of D23. Right. But we both kind of scooped that up, so. Yeah. Whatever. Any uh, notable passings this week i didn't see any not a lot well that's good there was one that i saw for like a chick from mythbusters what do you see this shit chick from mythbusters the redhead no not the redhead she was blonde well i'll play i'll play the theme just in case <laughs> we want to give her the proper respect i mean it's it's not <clears throat> not kind of the dead to talk about them <clears throat> without playing the Neil's bits theme so we'll just we'll just play this real quick for okay. Neil's bits. Cause I gotta look it up anyways. People I can't remember what die it is. and it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's bits. All right, that was really long. So Jesse Combs. Is her name? Ah, she was a host on MythBusters, and she's a race car driver. And then she died, I guess, earlier today trying to break the land speed record. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, <laughs> Doing yeah. She was like thirty-five. She probably loved. Yeah. My God. So I was like, Jesus. So Jesse Combs. R.I.P. Flying too close to the sun. That's right. <laughs> How fast is that record? I don't know. The land... What did you say it was? The She was trying to... Uh, well, she had like her own record that she was trying to break. Oh, okay. trying to She was trying to break her own land speed record. I don't know how... They don't tell how fast she was going. That's gotta be insane. Yeah. Land speed record. 
Well, it was her own record. I don't know if it was the actual record. But she was trying to break her own record. I see. I see. Okay. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Um. <clears throat> well, then, it's done. JT. It's done. There's a, so much that was done. I got a lot of trailers this time. I, I picked three of them. That's okay. all I did. I just handpicked a few of them. Okay. So why don't you, if you have a slew of them, why don't you go and I'll chip all in right. once I'll I go through the lesser happen. ones and then uh, work our way around from there. Uh, well, the first one I'll talk about is there's for a movie called The Laundromat. What? <laughs> which is going to be on Netflix this fall. Okay. Uh, and I guess it's going to star... Uh, Gary Oldman, Antonio Banderas, Meryl Streep is in this. Oh my god. Lots, lots of people in this. And, uh, it is directed by someone that we're kind of familiar with, Steven Soderbergh. Soderbergh's? The Soderbergh's in. <laughs> okay. And, uh, I guess Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas star as, uh, two lawyers that are well known for, like, pretty much getting, uh, like millionaires and billionaires off from like scams they pull on people to like take their money okay and like meryl streep plays like a woman who's been wronged by one of these millionaires and then fights back by like going after their law firm okay dang cutthroat business out there yeah <laughs> so uh so yeah the laundromat it looks kind of fun <laughs> that sounds fun well, it's like it's like it looks like a steven soderbergh-esque type like okay comedy kind of like it gave me like it gave me vibes of uh logan lucky a little bit okay sounds good uh logan lucky's good yeah <laughs> it's okay uh i'm looking up land speed records over here if you want to know <laughs> um the most recent record is 760 miles an hour. Jesus Christ. Can you even imagine? No. <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> That's got to just, like, kill your heart. Oof. Uh, well, another one that I saw is for the live-action Lady and the Tramp that's coming on a Disney+. Plus. What? Day one, November 12th. Day one. And uh, you know what? It looks kind of cute. Does I it? might check this out. I've been avoiding it like the plague. Yeah, it, it looks not bad. Like they, you can definitely tell they use actual dogs in some of the acting. Like there's definitely moments you see where it is CG'd as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> when they're doing like stuff that dogs, they you can't teach a dog to to, to do. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the parts where they have actual dogs, it looks kind of charming. Okay, I might check this out. Okay, I mean, why not? It's gonna be free on Disney Plus, so. <laughs> right? I'm never what I'm never like a huge fan of like those older Disney movies. Really? Like I mean, I guess maybe that era of Disney movies. Like Lady and the Tramp did nothing for me. Even like 101 Dalmatians when I was a kid didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Even though I remember on like a recent episode I caught like the first hour and I was in love with it. <laughs> <laughs> but like even like Fox and the Hound never did anything for me. Oh, even dude, like, I remember loving Fox and the Hound, even though it's so goddamn sad. Yeah. Bambi I never was in love with. I liked some of it, but like I'm like, eh, I don't know. So many of those movies, they just are sad. All of Disney movies are sad. <laughs> they start with tragedy. 
They don't usually start with they don't start with tragedy. They usually start with parents dying. <laughs> That's true. I am one of those now. There's a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to die. That would be tragic for me. <laughs> I don't want to die. Yeah. I'd be really sad if I died. <laughs> I would be heartbroken. <laughs> Well, your heart would be broken and stop working. That's right. Especially if I got shot in it. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> another little trailer I got, Troy. Uh, I think I brought this up a long time ago as a potential film to come out. But the film Lucy in the Sky, mm-hmm. uh, the film directed by Noah Hawley, who's done Fargo and everything, mm-hmm. uh, with Natalie Portman, who plays an astronaut who... Goes into space, and then when she comes back, becomes so obsessed that she pretty much almost ruins her entire life to try and get back up into space. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks pretty good. I did not see the trailer for this, but I was hearing you, (laughs) like, watch it. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. It's a star-studded cast. You got Mm -hmm. Natalie Portman, got John Hamm. Oh, you gotta get John Hamm. John Hamm and more things. Yeah. Got that John Hamm hair. (laughs) I love John Ham. Yeah. God, he's so great. <laughs> God, God damn it, John Ham. God damn it, Ham. But it looks pretty good. All right. And I like Noah Hawley a lot, so okay. I, I love seeing what he does. Bring it on. And um, I think the other things I got are pretty big, so they might be what you, what you have. Okay. So I'll let, I'll let you say yours, and then if you miss one before. The big one. Okay. I'll let you know. Okay. I don't know which one you think is your big one. Uh, well, I think the big one that got dropped was like the the last... Uh... Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start with this one then. Okay. Joker had its okay. last trailer oh. come out. Did you gotcha. see this one? Yes, I, I, I saw did. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, more of like a... More of a story-driven trailer. You get to, like, know more kind of what's going on in the movie. Yep. I still think um, <laughs> that this movie is going to be totally disconnected from, like, oh yeah, anything It doesn't DC. seem... I know they're putting people in for namesake alone. I think, the, like, uh, Thomas Wayne is going to be in it. Yeah, I think that's who, like, the the older guy that he follows is supposed to be. Is it? I think so. Um, but it, I mean, I think it's going to be decent. I like everybody in it, but I'm just like, what? (laughs) I, I just don't think it's, (laughs) why name it this? If it's going to be something not really connected to what the source material is, just do anything else. You're, you can, it's a free country. Yeah. But when you just slap someone's name on it for like franchising reasons, well, even brought, when I brought it up last week about how, like, why don't people just make new stuff? And then your rebuttal was like, yeah, but then who's going to go see it? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's a very wishy-washy subject. Yeah. But, like, I, I'm i a big proponent, though. It's like, well, I want to make this clown movie, and he's kind of a bad guy. Well, you know what? Well, name him Joker. <laughs> name him Joker. You'll get people by the droves. <laughs> And uh, I was like, well, I kind of don't really want to do a Joker thing. It's going to be, you know. Well, here goes all your funding. <laughs> okay, I'll name him Joker. <laughs> here you go. Here's all of your money. Here's a shit ton of money. <laughs> Remember, his name's Joker. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. 
I mean, I think it's gonna be a decent movie. It looks great from what all I can tell right yeah. now. But we'll see, won't we? Yeah. Um, I <laughs> right at the very beginning of the trailer, and you were watching, it's like, God, everyone's an asshole in this universe. I know that one scene where he's just trying to make that kid laugh, and then the mom's like, "Stop talking to my kid." <laughs> Like, you didn't do shit to the kid. <laughs> You're sitting on a bus with nothing to do. Yeah. Let this the kid th- laugh at something. The kid looks like he's about ready to kill himself anyways. <laughs> but uh, I really am uh, fascinated in how Joaquin's Phoenix's performance is going to be. Yeah. So I've been watching a lot of Leonard Kenny, and I'm pluralizing a lot of words. <laughs> You're going into Squirrely Dan <laughs> mode. Squirrely Dan territory. <laughs> if I can have just an aside really quick, I've been trying to, like... <clears throat> um, cast like our friend group as people yeah. like, in the show. Yeah, I think you're a dairy, and I'm a squirrely Dan. Oh yeah, <laughs> I- I'll take dairy. <laughs> I'll gladly take a dairy. Um, and of course, your cousin, my it, cousin Jeff, is, is just Wayne. has to be Wayne. It's just how it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, he has to be Wayne. <clears throat> that's it's typecasting, but yeah. it's true. Yep. So that's it. <laughs> I haven't gotten any farther than that. Maybe Dinosaurs Neil. Maybe he can be... Dinosaurs <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Dinosaurs <laughs> Neil. He can be Stuart. <laughs> uh, or maybe he's one of the bros. Maybe he's one of the bros. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Joker looks good. Uh, it's coming shit. out pretty soon, too. October. God damn it. Molly's watching Frasier. She's watching the episode where Niles proposed to Daphne, so she's sending me a bunch of sappy tweets. <laughs> oh, Frasier. Could never get into you. God damn it, Frasier. In Cheers or Frasier. <laughs> Frasier has some funny moments, though. I know it does. I caught a few episodes like at a bar once, and I'm like, man, I should watch more Frasier. <laughs> and then I just don't care enough. Uh, next one I have, JT, Disney Plus uh centric yeah the man delorean oh, i am so pumped for this this looks good as shit it looks right? really fucking good for a tv show yeah it a looks cent- like a regular star wars movie <laughs> it's it a looks, fucking tv show it looks like it has like the like the tone of like rogue one even yeah it's like hardcore like yeah he's like killing dudes left and right it looks like yeah he shuts a door on a dude yeah my, my God! And not just a regular swinging door. One yeah. of those that closes yeah. into like like the one that broke disc? the one that broke Harrison Ford's foot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really broke it in there. Yeah, this because time he this broke a man, chopping a man in half yeah. with it. He didn't break a foot; he broke a person. This looks so good. Yeah, and the the cast is fucking insane. Yep, you got fucking Gus from Breaking Bad <laughs> yep. and fucking mm-hmm. Carl Weathers making a stew. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Stew of pain. Stew of pain. <laughs> oh man, I was shocked, like to see like how good it looks. Oh, totally. I'll take one while you're up. All right, I'm up. Um. So yeah, I'm stoked, and it's available day one. Are you kidding me? Oh fuck. Are you kidding? It's insanity. We don't deserve this. Yeah, because that lady in the tramp, I think, is available day one too. Who so gives it's like shit. Okay. <laughs> But no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like taken back where it's like they have all this shit just like in the chamber, just like shooting a shotgun full of content in your face. Right. The first day it comes out. I know. 
My God. Like, I bet the app is going to crash the first day. <laughs> oh, probably so. Like, people are going to take off work. <laughs> to be like, I guarantee you there will be people that take off work <laughs> just to binge everything just to on Just binge it. the Simpsons all day. <laughs> uh, and the last one I got is like a teaser for Star Wars Episode 9. Yeah. Uh, re- return of re- Rise? Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> I think it's the Rise of Skywalker. I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, it's the ninth one. Yeah. And it looks good. <clears throat> yeah, looks good. The, the thing that everyone's talking about, though, is Ray's got that fucking double... Right. Got that fucking Darth Maul lightsaber at the end, where it's right. like, what the fuck is gonna happen? It's like a Swiss Army one, though. Got a Swiss Army Swings lightsaber. out. <laughs> I did see, like, a gift that someone put up where someone, someone gave her a Swiss Army lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Of course, that's um, what everyone's talking about is... That and C-3PO having red eyes. Being yeah. stoned as fuck. I know. I saw that too. <laughs> I saw like a gif where like someone put that picture. I was like, I didn't know C-3PO liked that kush. <laughs> some shit. Uh, but yeah, it looks... I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Especially after and Last Jedi. And it's supposed to be the end of the series too. I know. It looks like they take big leaps yeah. in where we left off. So... I am pumped. I'm yeah. pumped. I want to go back and revisit uh, Last Jedi, see if I if I like it more yeah. the second time around. Um, uh, Carrie Fisher was in the trailer. Yep. Like, reusing footage that they haven't yet used yeah. in it. So, uh, that's going to be cool. See how well that was integrated. Mm-hmm. Apparently, though, the shot that's in the trailer is from either The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi. Yeah. And they just kind of digitally changed it a little bit. So it, it looked like her hair is different from where they ripped it from. Oh. And they've, you didn't even notice. And her like outfit is different. And he didn't even Shit. notice. Yeah. They're just going to They're going to deep fake her into this. They deep fake the shit out of it. Did you know? I don't think I ever brought up on the show. But like all of the suits in Endgame are CG. Really? Yeah. Jesus. In all of those white and red suits are not there. Oh, those are all CG suits because they were wearing their actual like costumes. Yeah, and they, they CG'd showed it, over yeah, top. They of showed them. that in the trailer. Yeah. So they just CG'd over. All of those red and white suits are all CG suits, Jesus. and you didn't even fucking know it. Insane! What Disney has They're at their deep disposal. Deep faking suits now. <laughs> Deep fake suits. They're deep faking suits. <laughs> anyway, all that stuff looks great. Disney Plus has freaking all my money. At so this point. much shit. Fuck you, Disney. Disney. I don't want to give you my money because you're such a freaking monopoly. I know. But then you have everything that but it's I either love. You give all your money to Disney or you give all your money to Amazon. Either way, we're just that's true. We're just feeding these juggernauts that are gonna <laughs> enslave us. Right. Someday. I'm going to just give mine to the number two, Walmart. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. It's, it's all we're we all got. We're all fucked regardless. We're all fucked. I, listen, if I'm trying to grocery shop, I try to do it mostly at our local franchise, Piggly Wiggly store. That's right. It's a single shop owner. It's, it's, not a, it's a franchise store. They yeah. can do whatever they want in it. Yep. Okay. I try to shop there the most. I try to, too. But they don't have everything. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And, uh, yeah. 
I try. That's right. Just trying to do my part. I try, yeah, I try to be a good person. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like, I'm still Walmart's a dick. Walmart's got a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, Walmart's still... got a lot of cheap shit here. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, Two-day shipping, you kidding? <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Disney have everything I love? Sure. It's dangerous when you're just sitting at work being like, I wonder if this exists. <laughs> and then you just search for Amazon and you find out not only does it exist, but it's $20. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't even, I've already clicked by now. Yeah, I didn't even know you were a thing five minutes ago. <laughs> now I just want you. I just skipped to pr- proceed to cart. I just went to buy now. Yeah. <laughs> buy now is dangerous. <laughs> I've done a lot of, yeah. I, there was a lot of things before buy now where I got to the cart and I was like, yeah, I don't need it. But then it's like, nope, buy now. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I can't. I've already bought it. <laughs> yeah. I can't have I don't have that that brief fight that brief minute where I'm going to buy it at the cart right and hesitate and be like do I need this yeah I don't think I need nah, it I don't need it yep now, now with this, the what the buy now is is like ah, I'm fucked yep it's just staring me in the face I know and they put it right next to the add to cart too where it's <laughs> like do you really want to have that extra step yeah just click buy now they've almost completely hidden add to wish list button <laughs> <laughs> you can't even ask people to buy it for you it's just like now it's just just buy yourself you fucking idiot there's a there's a few things i like i go on amazon and go and like try to dump things into like a wish list for like christmas or whatever i'm like where the hell they put that button all i want to put is this pots and pan set in my wish list it's not there well it is there but you just gotta dig Anyway, what were we talking about? Well, what we are about to talk about, Troy, is the Terminal Random Movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week we had Three Amigos versus 1984. Did you see you won, Troy? I did. Uh, you, you said that you were thinking 1984 might take the whole thing. Uh-huh. But they surprised you. Yep. Because that Los Three Amigos mm-hmm. jumping in there and knocking it out of the tournament. I know. Calls an upset, Troy? Um, well, it's, I don't, I'm not upset by the upset, I suppose. Oh, okay. okay, well, fair enough. I know I said it would take the whole thing, but I was, <laughs> that's only, I guess, if it made it through this round. Yeah, Three Amigos was that hump that it just couldn't get over. I know. So I'm glad. Well, now Three Amigos in that hump. Do you think now Three Amigos could take it all? Maybe if Short Circuit's not in the in it, then yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see, Troy. <laughs> uh, well, Short Circuit's not going to be in this week's match, Troy, because both these films are from the 2010s. All right. And gave you a big clue that one of them is came from this year. Mm-hmm. So we do have a film from 2013 that's about the apocalypse, <clears throat> and a film from 2019. About the apocalypse? Not about the apocalypse, but oh. it's about... Uh, a crazy middle-aged woman. A crazy middle-aged woman. Yes. So the tagline for the film from 2013. Let me look it up because I <laughs> keep fucking forgetting to do this shit. Like it's every week, and I'm like, I would do the same. Like, yeah, I'm no better. Who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, the tagline is ending summer 2013. <laughs> oh, is it um. This is the end? This is the end, Troy. <clears throat> yes. That's right. The uh, meta ensemble comedy. Movie. Yep. Everyone just stars themselves and are 
Just conceited Hollywood people mm -hmm. trying to survive the apocalypse. I remember liking that movie, I think. I don't yeah. remember much of the end, though. I don't, I don't even, I don't think I even remember how it ends. Hmm. And uh, the film from this year, 2019, about a crazy middle-aged woman, the tagline is, Get Home Safe. I have not a clue. I'll give you a hint. It's two letters. E.T. <laughs> the, ex <laughs> the extraterrestrial. Congratulations, Trey. E.T. Phone home. It is <laughs> Ma. Oh, Ma. <laughs> Perfect. So there you go. The horror thriller Ma. Ma. Going up against This Is the End. Which is your favorite out of this one, Troy? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen Ma. Yeah, well. <laughs> say, uh, out of the two, which one do you <laughs> most want to reveal? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you haven't seen Ma. <laughs> Is Ma even out Fuck yet? It. Yeah, it's been out. All right. I don't. I don't know. I kind of like the premise of Ma. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I'll go with this is the end on this one, I think. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see what everyone else thinks. With the This is the end versus Ma. Mm -hmm. The winner of this will be going up against Three Amigos, V for Vendetta, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, Mortal Kombat, and Smoke and Aces. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tip your hat to whatever's already preceded to what maybe what might take the... Uh, might take the whole kit and caboodle? Yeah. Hmm. Out of what's been out so far? Hmm. Because I'm leaning towards one now. Do we have one more round? What round was this? We have, we have two more rounds after this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm thinking people might be. I don't know. I feel like people would be leaning towards Mortal Kombat, maybe. Really? Yeah. Because I'm going for almost the the whorehouse in Texas. Oh, really? I'm leaning towards that one wow. as like the. Like, obscure one that's like, yeah, I kind of like that movie. Yeah. And I think that one might... Oh, like, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Or I was saying which one I thought would win. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that Oh, that you think gonna Best Little House will win? Oh, yeah. shit. Mm. I mean, since 1984 is out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, of course, Short Circuit's not The final would have been 1984 versus <laughs> Best Little Horrorhouse of Texas, that's of right. course. Right. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know. It's going to be a... It's going to be an interesting tournament. Mm-hmm. Good job, Eric. Great job, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What's... Do we already do... Oh, yeah. I already guessed them. <laughs> you guessed that's That's it. Now we're going to go on yeah. to the number. Oh, but, but, oh, but I will say the next one, since I give previews of the next matches. Oh, yeah. Let's do the preview. The next okay. one, Oops. you're going to hate because it sucks. <laughs> I'll say God that. damn it, Eric. Yep, we finally we finally got to one of the ones that sucks. So I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, it's gonna. It's yeah. there's no other clue otherwise. The uh, one's sucks. from one's from uh, the 2010s and the other one's from the 90s. Okay. So uh, I don't know. It sucks. They're both. They're. I don't think both of them are really good. All right. Well, you got to throw some of them in there. One of them might be funny to review. <laughs> okay. The other one I just think just sucks altogether, but yeah, one of them would be funny to review. <laughs> All right, 
I'm glad you don't show any bias and put everything in there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very yep. good. I'm liking this tourney so far, Eric. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Eric. <laughs> well, that brings us to the top. Oh, oh my God. We almost did it. Oh, my God. Well, I got 8.58. So do I. That clock is five minutes fast. Son of a bitch. Son of a gun. We are at the end of our show. That means... We're at the end of our list for the AFI That's Top right. 100. We did the top five. We're at number one, babe. We're at number one. We're talking about the best movie ever made. That's right. According to the AFI 2007 list. Yes. <laughs> uh... We got Citizen Kane dropping May 1st, 1941 in the Palace Theater, September 5th, 1941, U.S. wide, wow. with a budget of $839,727. Really? They really measured that out. <laughs> it domestically... Now, this was hard to find. Yeah. And the numbers are kind of skewed, but the domestic... Box office, I think, was 990K. Okay. And worldwide, I think it made 1.2 million, possibly, in 1941. Mm. Those are not inflated numbers. Okay. They are not inflated. But I know for sure this movie took a loss of $160,000 on its release. Jesus. 160000 on a budget of 839000 Yeah. Not great. No. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Yeah. And I'll get into it later. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at 100%. Okay. IMDb has this at 8.3 out of 10. Oh. Metacritic, 100%. Um, Three in a row, Metacritic. <clears throat> get your fucking head on straight. Chris Stuckman of YouTube Movie Reviews, A+. Jesus. Jackashcritics.com. <laughs> 10 out of 10 jackasses. Well, what do they know? They're jackasses. Gone with the Twins. Oh. 10 out of 10. Jesus. I went and did a ton of these just to show, like, everyone finds this a near flawless movie. Yeah. Except for IMDb. Showing a little backbone. IMDb. 8.3 out of 10. Jesus. <clears throat> um, I want to know what movies they put above citizen kane like what's like what's one in particular that they yeah we should look that up yeah not now but sometime. not now we will <clears throat> now we'll do it between ourselves and giggle like <laughs> yeah like schoolgirls. Yeah. like they like dark knight more than this <laughs> spider-man 3 <laughs> not spider-man 3 um jt could you do me the honor yeah of telling me what Citizen Kane was about. about. Oh, man. Trying to describe the best movie ever made. <laughs> can you can you hold Paradise in your hand, Troy? No, I'm kidding. But anyways, uh, <laughs> follows, the, follows the life of Charles Foster Kane, mm -hmm. who uh, acquired a newspaper as a young man and became somewhat of a media mogul. Mm -hmm. uh, but after he dies, he lets out... A single word, Rosebud, mm -hmm. which leaves the country wondering, what the fuck is a Rosebud, <laughs> and why did he say it before why do he I died? <laughs> and why do we care? And uh, that's pretty much the movie. Yeah, that's pretty much the movie. <laughs> um, so, being that this movie is the best and highly uh, acclaimed movie of all time, yeah. I went in with 
fairly high expectations. Oh my God. I can feel your expectations from here. They're <laughs> radiating. Um, I felt, once the movie finished, that my expectations were rather high. Yeah. Because I was a tad underwhelmed. Okay. Coming out of this movie. Okay. Um, there are things that I really did like in it. Yeah. But the overall story of the movie... Yeah. I didn't think was that compelling. Okay. There are parts of it, the story I did like, but overall, I'm like, I think I've seen this done already. Yeah. I, 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 I'll say for myself, I've seen, I've probably seen this story a lot with more nuances, which kind of yes. made this seem a little watered down to what I've seen before. Yes. But there's aspects of the main character's life that I like. Yeah. So this movie is primarily mm -hmm. told in flashbacks, which I didn't know before. Yeah, mostly flashbacks. Yes. Um, the main character's dead in the, in the very beginning. <laughs> the very first scene is the main <laughs> character dying. Um, and it's, it's kind of like told like Watchmen, actually. Yeah. Because the comedian dies right in the beginning. Yeah. And then you uh, get other people's point of view of the comedian at different points in his life. Yeah. And that's kind of what this is. Mm -hmm. um, Citizen Kane dies right at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, Charles a Foster Kane! A reporter tries to get behind what Rosebud means and yeah. goes to different, point, different people that tell different stories about other points of his life. Yeah. Until they come up with nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's not the disappointing part. And I've already know, like, this movie's been around since the 41. Yeah. I know what the ending is already. Oh, yeah. The sled. Rosebud's yeah. a sled. Yeah. It's a fucking sled, everybody. At the end of the Good day, night. We're it done. doesn't mean anything. A plus. <laughs> what have you been watching, Troy? <laughs> uh, What's more interesting is the the history of the movie and the technical aspects of it. Okay. And that's what I found the most interesting. Okay. On reflection. Yes. Because I didn't really notice it at first. Yeah. Because when I finished it, I read a few things about the movie and I'm like, why? Like other reviews of it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what do other people see in this movie yeah. that I am not seeing? Okay. And when they pointed things out, I'm like, okay. Like, I hate to say that other reviews swayed my opinion. Yeah. But I think once you hear my grade at the end, it's not going to be that swayed. But my, um, my overall appreciation for the creation of this movie is... Rose. Yeah. So Orson Welles, do you know much of the history? Did you look any of this up? Uh, I'm when uh, uh, Unspooled did a uh, did a show on this like their first episode was Citizen Kane. So I listened yeah. to that, and that's pretty much what I got the most of the history from. Um. So if we don't know, Orson Welles was in a theater group. Yeah. Um. The Mercury Theater Group. Yeah. And when he did uh, War of the Worlds in 1938, 
and trick the entire country yeah. into thinking there was an alien invasion. <laughs> this, um, when he was just, I think, uh, 23 when that happened jesus like he was a youngin yeah like he was a really smart dude yeah and then rko pictures came out of nowhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> R- they heard voices in their head <laughs> rko came out of nowhere and snatched him up and pretty much gave him free reign to do anything he wanted jesus for a two-picture deal yeah and he, he ge- they also gave him full creative control Damn. to the point where I need to read you this because it's un-fucking-precedented. <laughs> it is insane. Like, this would never happen anymore. Yeah. Orson Welles' deal with RKO gave him unprecedented freedom for a first-time director. He was to write, produce, direct, and act in two pictures for the company with complete autonomy in the hiring of the actors, technicians, and final cut. Studio boss George Schaefer had to greenlight the project and could veto any request for extra finance over the modest half-million-dollar budget, which eventually would exceed by $200 million. (laughs) But no one other than Wells was allowed to view the rushes, which is like the dailies or whatever. So, like... It was his yeah. vision. I remember hearing completely. Yeah, I remember hearing like Citizen Kane is Orson Welles's baby. Like he did everything to it. Yes, and what was cool about that, which I really like, is that he came from a theater group. Yeah, got did like this big huge splash. Became like one of the most famous people like overnight with War of the Worlds. Yeah. Got a two-picture deal, brought all of his friends with him, because mm-hmm. all of the actors on this are his theater friends. Yeah, well, even, like, see, like, he gives credit where it's like, these are all first-time actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like, mm-hmm. everyone, like, this is all these people that are, like, the well, entire Well, first-time cast. actors, yeah, well, first-time like, yeah. movie actors. Yeah, like, well, like, there's, like, a big thing where they're, like, introducing to Hollywood or whatever. For the first time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for the first time, and then it's, like, all of the, fu- like, the main characters are, like, a- <laughs> What the fuck? (laughs) And so he brought all of his friends with him. And then he, uh, his full, uh, what was I? Oh shit. What was I going to say? Um, well, I lost my entire train of thought, but anyway, brought all of his friends with him has full creative control. Oh, what I was going to say was he's never made a movie before. And so he's ignorant on the movie processes, like how things actually work. Jesus. So when he brought all of his people to do the technical stuff, like um, being a cameraman, uh, lights, all this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. he did it not traditionally. He did it his own way. Yeah. And that's what I find most appealing about this movie is that like he went in not knowing how to do it and just figured it out on a big budget scale. (laughs) He didn't go from indie movie to work his way up to this. He just went, boom, my first movie is like Avengers Endgame. Yeah. (laughs) It's like like if you got like a high school director and they were like, hey, make, yeah, make the next Marvel film. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. shit. And it's like, I don't know how to do any of this, but I'm going to make it up as I go. Yeah. And there's, you're going to see like eccentricities on the way I do it. Yeah. And the one thing I wanted to say was that actually one of my notes was that, um, so the cinematography used something called deep focus. 
Yeah. Which is, I guess, like, um, or like a shallow lens. So when I'm saying whence a lot today, but I'm purposely doing it. <laughs> is that on a squirrely Dan? <laughs> I don't maybe. But when you see, um, so w- whatever's being shot, everything is in focus. Yeah. The background is as, just as in focus as the mid ground, as the foreground. Yeah. And so there's a bunch of cool shots that almost look the completely different from where the actors can use the space. Yeah. In one scene in particular where, um, uh, Charles Foster Kane yeah. is like standing in a room and getting like the newspaper signed over to him. Yeah. Goes and walks into the background where it looks like the background just keeps going and going and going <laughs> because everything's in focus. So it looks all flat. Oh, yeah. And so when he walks in, the windows look like they just get huge and he just <laughs> shrinks to a minuscule thing Shit. and the focus never changes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of really cool. Yeah. And the same thing happens in a few other times in the movie, just like that. Yeah. Where, and then I also like that this movie being in black and white, and I guess it changes. I was watching something about uh, like a Siskel and Ebert review saying you need to watch this in like 35 millimeter to really get like the detail of the darkness of this movie. Yeah. Because a lot of it is like shadowed out. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like the reporter in it is never fully ever shown. No. Yeah. He's I don't, always in yeah, shadow. I don't think I ever you ever really see the reporter's face. No. Like he either has his back to you or he's in shadow. Yeah. And there's a few times where, like, everything is completely cast in shadow. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, wow, that's, like, an interesting choice, I guess, to show Mm -hmm. in a movie. Like, it's not really done done a whole lot. Excuse me. I I dursted. (laughs) Jesus. You're dursting over (laughs) Citizen Kane. But, no, I liked what they did with the reporter where it was, like, you are, like, I think it's supposed to put you in the place of the reporter. Like, you're the person that is... Trying to figure this out. Yeah, that is getting the story and trying to figure out what Rosebud is. That's a, Yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't think of it that way. Um, I also liked the fact that every single, like, main character in this played from a point of view of, like, three different points in their life. And so yeah. they had, like, old age makeup on, like... From when you see him for the first time, and when they flash back, yeah, they'll be like their normal actor self, yeah. And then later on in their life, they'll see a little bit more old age makeup on, yeah. Them. And then they'll go back to like their quote present time, and they're yeah. like in full on old age makeup. Yeah. Granted, the old age makeup doesn't hold up. No, Orson Welles, <laughs> like he had, he had to have like, from what I can remember, had like three or four different looks. Yes, because he had to age throughout the whole movie. Yeah, so it was like. He goes from, like, being, like, 25 to, like, 80. <laughs> yeah. And you see every stage of his life where, yeah. like, he had to, like, gradually change himself as it went on. Yeah. And I guess he even changed himself the most when he was youngest. Really? Yeah. So, like, he was only 25 when he made this film. But, like, he changed yeah. when he was the youngest. Not when he was a kid, but when he was, <laughs> when he was the adult in this. Yeah. He changed quite a bit. So, like, he actually had his face, like, tightened a bit. Oh, really? Not, like, just in makeup-wise. Yeah. Um, so he'd, look appear younger. He made had camera tricks. Yeah. Like, so he was shot from certain angles, so he looked younger from those angles. Mm-hmm. And then when it got to, like, him, after he comes back with, like, a mustache or whatever, that yeah. was him, like, 
for real. Yeah. And then he got older with like great hair, and then they receded his hairline a yep. bit. Yeah. And then he's like full on Alfred Hitchcock by oh, the end. Oh god, yeah, he looks so much like <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock at the end. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but I really I liked that aspect a lot. That yeah. everybody had different points in their life yeah. shown in this. Yeah, like I don't, I don't want to like shit too much on like the old age makeup stuff just because it's like it was nineteen forty. It was nineteen forty one. Yeah. But I just I appreciated how gradual it was for Orson Welles in particular where it was like you had to like nail down five different looks for yourself as the movie went on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um the uh so this movie was I guess reportedly based on the life of William Randolph Hearst. Yeah. Who was also like a newspaper mogul. Yeah. Who like controlled a lot of the media. Yeah. Um, and when he heard that this movie was maybe based on him, he threw kind of a shit fit about it. Yeah. And because he owned the newspapers, he owns theaters, he owned like a yeah. mine. Like he pretty much did everything in mm-hmm. this movie that. Yeah fucking uh charles kane did yeah charles foster kane charles foster kane like he had his own zoo he had like his own like (laughs) shangri-la that wasn't called xanadu it was called something else yeah like it was him like he took a lot of reference from him Mm -hmm. and so when he saw that he but like there's not really a huge dig at him no. In the movie. No. More than less than, like, he'll just die alone. Yeah. Unhappy. <laughs> so, like, that's not really making a huge dig at him so much as, like, this is what a lifestyle of this could lead to. Yeah. But even then, he's like, I don't want this shown in any theater. If you play it, we're not going to advertise this movie in any newspaper. Yeah. He tried to have all the copies destroyed, I think, too. Yeah. The original copy <laughs> of this, I don't think, exists. No. Yeah. Cause I, he tried to destroy all the copies of it to make sure that no one saw it. Yeah, the original reel of this did burn in a fire. Yeah. But, like, there's a backup, obviously, copy made or oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, like, with that, all that no press yeah. for it, <laughs> nobody went to see it. Yeah. And so that's why it has such a, like, a bomb box office. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, it did go up for, like, nine Academy Awards. Yeah. I think it took away one for best screenplay. Yeah. But... It was funny note that I read is that at the Academy Awards, every nomination that it got got audible boos from the crowd. So, like, this movie had, like, a ton of shit going against it. Yeah. And it still persevered to be, like, the number one movie of all time. The number one movie of all time, AFI, 2007. (laughs) Anyway, I've been going on forever. Do you got anything about this? Well, like, yeah, like, all the facts about it are really interesting, but... Like, I think the thing I appreciate the most about this is just, like, they took, like, a character that should be, like, normally, like, reviled. Like, like a billionaire that controls everything. And they frame it in a way where, like, you almost kind of feel sorry for him. <laughs> like, yeah. I think, or, like, I think Orson Welles' portrayal in this is really good. Like, I think... Mm-hmm. Like, it needed, like, the right performance to make this work. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was anyone else, like, they could easily have, like, some kind of nuance where it was just like, man, fuck this guy. Yeah. And, like, even though he does have, like, his really shady moments in this, I've never, I was never on the point of being, like, fuck him completely. Yeah, only in his old age I kind of was. 
Like when he had his second wife and kind of like kept her at home and like didn't let her do anything. Yeah. So like, yeah, this guy's kind of a fuckwad. Yeah. But like during his younger life, like he did kind of grow up and fell into money. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, well, he kind of did what it, whatever anybody would kind of do is just kind of invest himself into whatever he finds interesting. Mm-hmm. He's and at the time he's like, I just want to buy a newspaper. Yeah. And everyone scoffed at him. Yeah. Like, even, like, yeah, like, that. all those scenes where, like, he's owning the newspaper and running it, like, he seems so full of ambition. Like, you know, yeah. it's almost kind of infectious. Yeah. Like, you're just like, <laughs> I really want him to do this newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Like, even he seems so into it. I was on the fence of what, like, their main goal was. Yeah. Because now with, a, like, all that fake news and shit out there, like, in the present day. Yeah. That's kind of, like, what he was trying to do. Well, no, I took it as, like, I think the the whole, the main message of this movie is, like, like, uh, he had the right intentions of putting out news, but it wasn't until he became a public figure was when, when you become the news, then you have no right to, to distribute the news. I, so, oh, I took it a little bit different, because the guy that he bought the 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 newspaper firm from yeah he even said like well we would never publish that because it's not verified that's not real it's not real news like yeah and the the and he was like it's real if we print it if the headline's <laughs> big enough it's real and it's like oh shit was that before he ran for president though yes okay that was like as he was like moving into the newspaper print okay you know what i mean like i think a lot of a lot of him is like i don't know like like the main thing, like the thing of uh, Charles Foster Kane is like, I think you're seeing it from the perspective of a man that is trying to do the right thing, but he has no human empathy. Uh, yeah, kind of. Cause like, I, there's so many times in this where I do genuinely feel like he wants to do the right thing. When he when he was running for governor, yeah, in that speech that he had, I was like. I'm behind him on this. Yeah. But he does, but everything he does is not for the right reasons. Right. Right. Like even that, uh, I love like that part where he wants to put that mission statement out for the paper, but he phrases it as, as I want to do this. Yeah. Where it's like, well, like even like his friend is like, well, oh, so we're just chop liver here. We're not doing anything. You're doing it all. Yeah. Like he genuinely wants to do the right thing, but he wants to do it in the sense that, he wants to make sure that people know that he's doing it. Yeah. I took that in two different ways is that his like ego was getting ahead of him. Yeah. And then I also took it as like, no, if the paper fails, then I fail because it's my name on it. And I want to have this happen. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what is really going on there. So I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting that you'd say like I did it. And the fact that he kept, um, that scrap of paper that ends up at the end of like a scroll that he opens out of this envelope. Yeah. But, but as the movie goes on, I think it, it it's mostly based on the fact that he, he just wants to be like loved by people. Yeah. Or to just find something to fill the hole in his life. Yeah. More or less. Cause well, like the movie starts or like his life starts where like, his mom pretty much sells him to a fucking media mogul. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's just like, hey, just fucking take him. Right. Like, you, you, you'll you do more than that I can. I just live out in this fucking cabin or whatever. So, like, 
he pretty much gets sold to a guy. Yeah. That's like his guardian that just like pretty much just sends him to boarding school and shit. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, so that's why I was taking that where like, uh, when he gets out and he buys that paper and just starts talking shit about the guy that raised him from childhood where yeah. the guy was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I like, <laughs> I like raised you as a kid and now you're shitting all over me and my companies. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you can see that he was like, like he probably went to college and was like surrounded by all these like people that are like, fuck the man. Like they're trying to keep us down. And he's like, yeah, fuck them. I want to get a paper and like really spread, spread your word. Uh-huh. Like, I, I feel like he's very easily manipulated by the people around him. See, I don't know. He seems pretty cocksure of himself though. Yeah. But I think that's from his like training at, from like the guy that like took him on mm-hmm. that. Like he's, when he sets his mind to something, he's very sure of himself. But when he doesn't, then he lets the like the people around him and like just like the idea of I want them to love and respect me. He he lets that cloud his judgment. Yeah. Um. And well, as he gets older in life too, and as he's been like burned a, a many times, like the like time he like ran for governor and around that time. Yeah. Like he's married to his first wife, which is like the president's Yeah, the president's cousin or something. Yeah, I the president's niece or Yeah, president I think it's the president's niece. Um I was like, "Oh shit, he's got kind of everything going for him. They're a loving couple. They already have a son." Yeah. And then he like meets this woman out of nowhere on the like on the side of the road. Yeah. Goes home with her. Not romantically so much. Yeah, I don't think they ever really show them, like, sleeping together. Uh-uh. And granted, like, this takes place in the 40s, so, like, I don't know what they, like, yeah. could or couldn't show, But I really. think they could... If they wanted to, they could have insinuated that it was romantic. But I like it to the fact that it wasn't. Yeah. And, like, the other guy was just blackmailing him to think it was oh, yeah. romantic. Yeah. Well, the, the guy that... He even brings it up in his speech, like, the dude is corrupt as shit that I'm yeah. running against. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I'm going to get him out of office so you don't have to deal with this corruption. And then, of course, he does something corrupt yeah. to try and get him to drop out of the race. Yep. And it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't drop out, but he loses the election. Yeah, you're right. But, uh, so, I, I really like that, where he ends up uh, sending a note to his actual wife to go to this address and see a dress of this woman he met on the street, yeah. which ends up being his second wife. Yeah. After like his wife leaves him, wife and son leaves him, and they die in a yeah, car they die accident. in a car accident. <laughs> which you God. find out before that, yeah, in, like a in something. It I don't, the movie is kind of uh, it framed in a way where it's kind of interesting, where like you you pretty much are the whole movie spoiled for you in like the first. 10 or 15 minutes because they not only do they show him die yeah. but then they have like a newsreel of his entire life oh my god right that went on it. forever it did but like i appreciate it for this movie because the newsreel is so bare bones the information and then you get the nuances of all the stories that you you kind of saw in that newsreel but i like maybe watching it now and Seeing it at, like, this point in time, like, I don't think they need those newsreel things so much. I guess if the movie was made today, I think you could be able to get, like, what he was all about from, like, context clues. Maybe. 
But I like... Or, like, put it differently in the movie rather than this. Because that newsreel thing went on for a long time. It did, but I I liked how cold and analytical it was. Where it was like, yeah, and then he fucked this one chick, right? And then <laughs> uh, and then he got another... Then he got a new wife. Right. Where it's like... It's so easy. Like, especially nowadays when you get, like, these, like, in remembrance reels on, like, uh, news things where, that's, where they talk about a celebrity... Where everything is just so cookie cutter and like they did this and they did this and they did this and they did this, where you don't see why or how they did that. Yeah. Like you're just kind of told what happened in their life and then now they're dead. Yeah. And then like the only reason they're really looking more into it is because it's like, oh, well, let's see what Rosebud means. Mm-hmm. And then just through that, now he's learning why all this shit happened. Like, why did he leave his wife for someone else? And mm-hmm. like, why did all of his newspapers fail and all this shit? Like, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was interesting where like, you, it's so easy to see someone's story laid out as a newsreel where it's just the cold, hard facts. And then it's another thing to see in like the event as it took place and like why it happened. Yeah. I also uh, like too later on the movie. Now that he is on to like his second wife and he's married to her and she wanted to be a singer all of her life. Yeah. Um, and she is just ends up not being a very good one. Yeah. <laughs> and like how that kind of like had him as a downward spiral to mm. the rest of his life. That kind of like goes, yeah. coincides like, yeah, like she's he, not really a good singer. And then he doesn't really have a great like second chunk of his life either. Yeah. Well, like he destroys the credibility of his paper because all of his front page headlines are about how amazing of a singer she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like everyone else is just like fucking hell man yeah and then like his best friend like is like a total drunkard and they haven't spoken in years but the one review he's writing is a negative one yeah and then uh Orson Welles. what the fuck um what happened no it's fine it just oh. something popped up oh. um and then uh he falls asleep at his typewriter and then uh Friggin' Kane comes over, takes a whatever out of the... Takes a piece of paper out of the typewriter and continues just typing a negative review. Yeah. Which I've... I, th- I found it, like, kind of like a cool scene that he, like, would just finish it. And almost, like, kind of vent almost a little bit. Yeah. And I, li- I like that aspect, but I also found it very weird that he would just do that. Just to prove to his friend that he's, like, an honest guy. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, I was, like, more or less, he'd just be, like, venting all of his frustrations oh, into sure. his wife that he knows isn't good, but he keeps pumping everybody up to say that she is. Yeah. To support her. Yeah, I like I like that, yeah, Charles Foster Kane, I think out of all the movies that we've done out of the AFI Top 100, I think he's the most interesting character out of all the movies we've done. Because it's just, he's, I don't know, like, he's just, he's the like. the most eccentric, for sure. Yeah, eccentric, but, like, in the terms of, like, I just think he's a guy that wants so much to just be, like, this beloved person, but yet, like, just the things that he tries never work out, and he just becomes so desperate to the point where he, like, almost destroys his credibility. Yeah. And I don't even think even saying things don't work out for him so much. Just, like, a few big things don't. But I, I just wanted to say this before I forgot about it, but there's, like, an awesome line in it where this guy was like, 
you lost a million dollars like for this newspaper. Yeah. You'll probably lose a million dollars next year too. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's like, yep. and then I'll probably lose a million after that. Yeah. Good thing. It'll take 60 years yeah. for me to if I lose. Yeah, if I lose a million dollars every year, it'll take 60 years <laughs> for me to be broke. <laughs> and that old guy is just like, ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, fuck, I can't win. Yeah. Cause he's not going to back down. Yeah. But yeah, but I just, I, I think he's just interesting based on the fact that, like, he's not likable, but, like, I, I found myself feeling sorry for him just because I think he's just incapable of, like, knowing how people work. Like, a lot of me, a lot of me feels like he looks at even human relationships as, like, this just tangible thing. Like, mm-hmm. even down to where, like, he's like, collecting statues, like, it's more people to populate his Xanadu mm. like he can't win people over. So now he's just going to populate it with people made of stone because that's the only way that he can surround himself with people that he can control. Yeah. But that's uh, yeah. That's interesting. But cause like, if you look at him from his younger years, like he had a ton of influence and a ton of friends Yeah, and all that shit. And like, and granted most of them were probably yes, man, because he's like a, fucking billionaire oh totally or whatever totally but like even saying that like he had a ton of people behind him he usually had a smile on his face he's like still happy-go-lucky yeah trying to make something for himself and then once he does have like this palace that he's trying to build for his second wife yeah then then they end up just being shut-ins and just trying to fill it with anything else that fills a void Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) when it comes to the very end when you just see it just Full of shit and crates. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. But then again, like, he's probably one of the richest men in the world mm-hmm. at this point. So you're just going to fill it with anything to, like, yeah. Pretty to, like much. plug a hole, like an emotional <laughs> void in your life. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, it just, yeah. Like, I just ended up feeling sorry for him. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, feel, I don't know. It's hard for me to feel bad for, like, a billionaire. Yeah, but it's like. This, I think this movie and especially, it just points out that money, like, money can't buy you happiness in Mm -hmm. any way. And, like, I think, like, the one thing he, I think the one thing that he had the most of, he cared the less about. Like, yeah, he used money, but he had money in the way that he was trying to buy something that he, like, he always failed at trying to get, which was, like, the affection of the people around him. Yeah. And, like, the more money he spent to try and gain it, like, the more it almost kind of turned them off or, like, turned them away. Yeah. Where it was down to when he had just one person left, like, everything that he tried to give her to keep him in his life, he still couldn't do. Right. But I think that's just because, like, he only saw things in the way of what do I want? Like, what can I get? Mm. Like, I just think, like, he's not capable of human empathy, like, knowing what people want. Yeah. Like, the thing that really drives his second wife away is to say, is, is him saying, just think about what this is going to do to me. Yeah. Where it was like, like it's not, this point is not about you. She's <laughs> leaving. Yeah. You're not leaving. Yeah. But then he still made it about him because I don't think he's capable of thinking about anything but him, which I mean, it's, it's a, it's a shitty, it, like that qualifies someone as being a shitty person. But Orson Welles does a really good job of portraying it as like more of like a mental illness as opposed to, like, just being a shitty person. Because uh. he never strikes me as being a shitty person. He's just... He strikes me as someone so desperate 
to be a person that has someone that he loves in his life that he goes to these great measures to where it almost drives them away completely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't know. I'm on the fence about that. <laughs> I'll grab another I'll grab another beer and then you can explain how I'm wrong. <laughs> like I don't think yeah, he doesn't have any like he doesn't have like Asperger's or whatever and he can't like feel like people's emotion, but I think being that he is of the elite and he's so like disconnected on how like a real person actually thinks he just has this like me 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 sensibility and the older he gets the more worse it gets yeah to the point where like the one last thing he does have is his wife that leaves yeah. him and with that i actually wanted to bring this up so when she does leave and he trashes that room mm-hmm. <laughs> it was i thought it was laughable <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he's beating the shit out of everything. Like, he flips over everything in that room. Yeah. Literally everything in that room. Yeah. And I was like, I, I didn't feel, like, the raw emotion behind it, I guess. It looked to me like a Tommy Wiseau-directed scene. <laughs> and where he's just, like, going over to everything and just, like, turning it over. And, yeah. like, flipping everything over. Later to find out that he... In his old man makeup, yeah. had to wear these contacts which kind of grayed out his eyes a bit. Yeah. And in the 40s, contacts weren't great. So he actually had a doctor to have to have him put him in. Oh, God. And he had limited vision yeah. while also in them. So he couldn't really see a lot what was going on. Yeah. And he also cut his hand, like, wide open while doing oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> so, like, a full-on scene of this where you can't even really see his eyes yeah. to begin with. <laughs> It would have made so much better to see, like, a lot more raw, like, rage emotion that yeah. he's got nothing left anymore. Yeah. And I just kind of left, like, that could have been, like, better done, I guess. Maybe. In my eyes, it could have been better done because I thought it was kind of laughable. But Yeah. I don't know. I, finding out more of a backstory to it, I'm like, okay, yeah. I get why it looks like the way yeah. it does. Like, yeah, you can take it as, like... It could be more emotional, but it could also be juvenile, where like he's like regressing back to, like. But that's okay. I would have mind. I wouldn't have minded like him going full on juvenile in it. Yeah, like even like because it's like this scene ends with him saying Rosebud, where it's like now he's regressed back to a kid, where like now he's back to what he was before he was sold off to this fucking mogul guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where I think that's like that's where like the movie kind of ends, where it's like he's lost so much hope in people that now he only rests his laurels in like this object that he loved yeah which was like his sled as a kid yeah that um that was also the first take of that whole thing too yeah of him the whole trashing the <laughs> yeah they didn't want to set it back up I i'm guess. sure I yeah i'm sure that'd be a bitch to set back up but i don't know like yeah i, I it it's it's such an interesting character because you can totally take him for face value as just being just a stuck up bratty guy that just wants his way and when he doesn't get it his way then he's just but yeah he's just a shithead yeah but I think the way Orson Welles plays it it's it's almost like you're seeing how like he's incapable of thinking of putting himself in another person's shoes like even down to where like. His second wife, I think, I think he genuinely does love her, but his yeah. way of loving her is to give her 
what he didn't have, which was like the love of everyone around him. Like 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 this popularity. Like that's why he keeps pushing her, even even down to where she's like, I don't want this anymore. And it's like, well, no, you do want it. Because yeah. I want it. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it to you because you probably want it too. You just you're just not being truthful with me. Like he, he I don't think he's capable of like knowing or even like thinking that people would want something different from what he wants. Yeah. I I do agree that he does actually love her. Um but to the point where they just become complete like recluses. It's yeah. like he almost doesn't want her to leave because then if she leaves then he knows he has like nothing. Like yeah. leave as in like leave the house to go get groceries or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Like she just stays at home and does puzzles. Yeah. That's like <laughs> what she does for the remainder of her like life with him. Yeah. But like he's happy there. So then he thinks that she's happy there. I yeah. think that's, that's what his main idea is, is that like, well, no one will ever, no one will ever love me. So then I just don't need people. And if I don't need people, then she doesn't need people. Yeah. But when she's actually saying I need people, then he's like, well, no, you don't. You don't need people because I don't need people. <laughs> yeah. I just think that's that's his whole thing. Like, he's incapable of knowing what other people want or even thinking about what other people want. Mm-hmm. Um, any other notes about this this, this like, year movie here? Like, another scene I really liked was, like, when uh, the, like, the, the shit, like, the shitty governor guy, like, comes uh-huh. up to them and, like, is about to... Like, give out the information that he's cheating on his wife or whatever. And, like, his wife is, like, even, like, well, okay, we'll just drop out of the race. That's fine. But then it's, like, to him, he almost kind of shuts down. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, another thing that I like about this is, like, this is, like, the first big thing in his life that goes wrong for him. Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, every other instance where, like, he kind of hits it head on and he's very... Uh, very like barrel chested and like yes I will hit this I I will come at this with, with like all this force or whatever like he almost kind of regresses and just kind of like cowers back and is like I'm I'm just gonna stay here like he almost lets his, he lets his wife go away he lets the guy go away and give out give away this information to like fuck up his political career he's like no I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm I'm just gonna stay here with her I don't, I don't yeah like, like he almost like that's why I I that's what kind of gets me where like, I feel sorry for him where he's just, he can't operate if it's, if anything's not going his way, but then when he sees something, then he, he darts right for it. Even, even when it like things are like hitting him out of the way, it's like, no, I'm going to keep going. You know, what's weird about that is like, so word would have gotten out that maybe he like was having an affair with this quote singer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't they always say quote singer in like, <laughs> even in like the papers, they say quote singer. Yeah. Um, but like he owns the papers. He owns like a ton of media, but there's other papers too. I know that, but he like owns like a huge vast majority of like a lot of worldwide press. Yeah. Or at least countrywide press. He could have spun that another way. Yeah. And but so that like, was the thing though. Like that's what I liked about it was that the guy said this this new this art news is going to be spread in every single paper except yours. Oh yeah. So then it's like, "Oh, so this news story about a guy about this guy that's running for president who owns all the papers is out, but yet the only newspaper that's that aren't having it are his." Yeah. I wonder if this is true or not. Yeah. 
I also liked uh, the big banner of him when he was running for governor. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it was such yeah. a funny picture. <laughs> it looks like he's like in mid... He's like, he's like in the middle of saying a word or something. Yeah, it's like he's thinking about maybe smiling. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was great. But no, like like another scene I really liked was uh, there was like a scene where his second wife is singing and then people applaud. And he, he just sits back and kind of like soaks it in like oh they're applauding for her but then like it starts dying down and then like like it like dies down like i feel like the applause is like the general applause you usually get when you do something on stage uh-huh. but then like he's starting to realize that like people are like stopping because they don't they it's it not just, a standing ovation yeah it's not a standing ovation so then he stands up and starts clapping to try and get people to keep going yeah but they still stop so he's the only one there standing up clapping yeah where it was like that was like his desperation to get people to love her. Yeah. And which like, I realized that Shia LaBeouf ripped off. Yeah. During that freaking uh Rob Cantor song oh, or yeah. whatever, where Shia LaBeouf's <laughs> gonna cannibalize you or whatever. Where he stands up and applauses. But that's that's another thing that I like about it. It's like he does these small things here and there where like you wanna hate him, but then like he shows this desperation that almost makes him pathetic. That by the end, you're just kind of sad for him. Mm. Again, I was never <laughs> sad for him, though. Like, I get, like, he's kind of stuck in this life now that he, I guess he didn't necessarily initially want to have. Yeah. But, like, I still am not, like, ever sad for him so much. Yeah. I th- well, then they, I think they especially hammer that home just from the fact that he says Rosebud, too, where he regresses back to when he was a kid. Yeah. The one, like, flight of happiness that he had. Yeah. Was, like, just him being a carefree kid. Yeah. Like, and then, like, the rest of his life was just him being pushed into something he never wanted, but trying to make the best of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else about this movie? Ah, not, not really. I mean, it's, it's pretty cut and dry. Like, like how, how we said before, like, I think this kind of movie's been made made multiple times before but with like more nuance like this yeah. is pretty cut pretty cut and dry and i think i think i would have liked this movie more if there was maybe like some more subplots or some more like stories from people in his life that kind of show like that kind of swayed him in certain directions where you could see why he made certain decisions mm-hmm. so like i, I think i would liked it more with that but and all honesty, outside of that, like I think I liked this more than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Because I keep, I kept, all I kept hearing from people was like, "Yeah, they say it's number one, but it's not that great." So I think I went into it with like lower expectations than oh, you did. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like I, because even before I was watching it, like I was trying to read things, and I didn't really want to. I don't know. Sp- spoil is weird because I already kind of know. Yeah the movie anyway just by living in the world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but like i just didn't want to know like a big like plot beats to it but even then they were saying like yeah this is a great movie a plus blah 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 like no flaws and i'm like uh (laughs) what was great about this movie is that at the time technically it was made differently and yeah. very interesting and it's a lot of it still is interesting today oh yeah well most movies like at this time were like film like multi-camera sitcoms yeah like there were like plays almost that were yeah. just like a camera followed them on a stage yep 
Um, and so, yeah, it was interesting to see a different, different way of doing it. And I think that was like an ingenious way for like, uh, RKO pictures to really pick him up and like, let yeah. him do whatever he wants. Yeah. That being said, it could have been a total bomb. And it, like, oh, blew totally. up in his, it, well, it was a bomb when yeah. it came out. Yeah. Like it didn't make hardly any money. Like I read later that they were actually showing it with like another movie for a double feature, like after it to try to like make more revenue for it. <laughs> and it never really worked. But, um, other than like the test technical aspects of it, like, yeah, the story's kind of cut and dry. And I, being that like we live in an age now where like really no nuanced films have come out and like, this isn't as nuanced as those. Yeah. I, it was kind of like a simple yeah. story. Yeah. But even like older movies, like, I don't even like 12 angry men. Like, yeah, that's a great like story. Yeah. Like, I don't, I can't remember the year where that was made, but like, I find that like way more interesting of a story than this. Yeah. Um, I think and that's like, not even in the top five. Yeah, and I think like the main, I feel like the main aspects of like the AFI was probably mostly based on like technical achievements, though. I don't Maybe. have any idea. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I still found the character of Charles Foster Kane interesting, though. Yeah. Like despite like how simple the story was, I was really, I loved like kind of like trying to dissect like why did he act like this and what what is so interesting about this and why does he collect so many statues? Like there was enough nuance to him that I was still interested into like trying to figure out like who he was as a person and why he was doing the things he was doing. Sure. Especially just based on the fact that like you're watching a one guy trying to figure out one small aspect of him, but that then, but then there's so many aspects to him that you find out throughout the movie that he could care less about. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, 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 sure. He collected a bunch of statues, but what about Rosebud? <laughs> yeah. Where I think that's, like, kind of the main thing of the whole movie, too, is that, like, there's so much to a person besides just the thing that they say at the end of their life. For sure. But that that's all they cared about. Where, like, it almost kind of makes you, like, feel shitty about, like, a person dying. <laughs> where it's like, oh, they're dead. Now all they are is just this one thing that you want to find out to, like, sell a magazine mm -hmm. or sell a newsreel. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, if we find out what knows... Rosebud is, then we'll get like a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And then after they find that out, then they'll just throw you away and they won't right. give a shit about you for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Rest of their lives. Yeah. But then like just going through his story, just at like interviewing all these different people in his life, they're finding out so much shit about him where like he was a deeper person than just Rosebud. He was a deeper person than the media mogul than everyone knew him knew him as. Yeah. But it's just a matter of, well, we don't care about that. We just care about what's gonna what's gonna give us money in the long run yeah uh so what would you what what's your grade on this like i'll i'll give it to you that the movie's pretty cut and dry and there's probably better ways of telling the story but i just thought that charles foster kane was an interesting character in general and i really dug following him throughout the story so i'll, I'll probably give it a decent a i liked it oh my well, I'm not going to lie, like, just talking about it has kind of rose my appreciation of it a little yeah. bit. Um, but I think on a rewatch of this, I might appreciate that a little bit more, but I don't think it's still going to be raising my grade all that much. All right. At the end of the day, it's still, like, an entertainment level movie. Yeah. 
so I was originally going to give this a C. Jesus. But I think I'm going to upgrade it to a B minus. Okay. Like, a lot of it I didn't like. Like, the whole beginning of it with the newsreel stuff. I'm just like, this is going on forever. <laughs> and like even to the point where even Sea Danger was like, is this what the movie is? And then went and did something else. <laughs> but like, I wasn't as glued to the screen yeah. as I was with other movies in the at least the top five. Yeah. So with that, I'm going to give it a B minus. No, I, I understand. Yeah. I get it. So with this top five now done and complete. Yeah. What would you rank five to one? Uh, you just want to go back and forth on our five sure. to ones? Sure. Okay. Well, so, my number five is probably Raging Bull. Yeah. I I think I'm also going to say Raging Bull. Yeah. Definitely Raging Bull number five. Uh, my number four? I think my number four, I'm gonna, probably going to give The Godfather. Okay. Um... I'm writing these down. It's okay. the same, just in case we want it for future reference. Yeah. Um, so we got Raging Bull, Godfather, Singing in the Rain, Citizen Kane, and... Um, Casablanca. Casablanca. Hmm. Number four... I think I'm... Yeah. I think I want to do The Godfather. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my number three will be Citizen Kane. Yeah. And then my number two will be Casablanca. And then my number one will be Sing in the Rain. I think I have the exact same list as you. Goddamn. Best friends! <laughs> Get that high five on microphone, goddammit! Yeah, Samesies. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree with you. Um, Raging Bull, I, I get it, but I think I like Citizen Kane more than this. You put that as your number... What'd you put that as? Raging Bulls are number five. Right. What'd you put at number four? Uh, the Godfather. Godfather. Ugh. See, I I like The Godfather, but I think... I just think it's... They rush too much shit. Okay. I... On a certain day, <laughs> I could probably flip Citizen Kane and Godfather around. Yeah. Today... Citizen Kane takes a cake. But like, three and four, I'd switch around depending on the day. Yeah. But I think Raging Bull would be my number five. Yeah. I think, for me, uh, Citizen Kane edges it out just based on the fact that it's so cut and dry where the Godfather gets kind of convoluted. And it's an hour shorter. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, okay, yeah, sweet deal. Whoa, that's a top five of the AFI. There you go. That's our top that's top our top AFI top, top five. five. Yeah. Oh my god. So and singing the rain is so goddamn fun. It is. It should be. Like out of all out of all five of those movies, that's the one that I had the most fun just watching for sure. Um, I'm writing these down. I. I. I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that like Singing in the Rain isn't more people's like, like yeah. number one. Like Singing in the Rain is a great fucking it's movie. It's fucking amazing, and there's it feels like so much more work went into that than anything else. Um, like all of the dancing and the technical work and the mapping out like all those dance numbers and this the fucking veil 
in the fucking uh, Broadway oh, yeah. ballet, even though you didn't like it. Like yeah. that sweet ass, like I always forget about big it. Big sweeping brings it up. <laughs> that big sweeping thing where like that chick has that enormous veil. Where I was like, that took a lot of work, and just like the story is interesting. Yeah, and it's funny still today. Yes. It's like, fucking hilarious. It's a great movie. Yeah. Anyway. Long story short, go out there and watch Sing in the Rain. If anything. And then listen to our review of it. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's great. God damn it. It's, it's so good. great all around. Um I'm I'm actually glad we went in and watched like these AFI top fives. No. I'd be interested in watching like the top ten, to be honest. Yeah. Will, um next time maybe the next kid you have will do six through ten through six. <laughs> Why do you gotta put that on me? <laughs> Now, every time you have a kid, we just spend a month watching the next five we have to watch from the AFI. I don't even know what are the what is ten through six for the AFI. Um, I'm trying to find right now. Let me. I'm pretty sure we probably have covered one of them at least. Um, I know I have it saved on my internet history thing. Why is this just being a piece of shit? I'll get it. Don't worry. Oh. Already have it up. Here we go. Six. Gone ten. with the wind. Or ten is Wizard of Oz. Yep. Nine is Vertigo. Oh, Vertigo would be really fucking good. I've never seen Vertigo. I fucking love Vertigo. Schindler's List, Lawrence of Arabia, and then Gone with the Wind. I've seen Wizard of Oz and Schindler's List. Never seen Vertigo. I like I like Vertigo. I remember liking Vertigo when I saw it. I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia. And my mom loves Gone with the Wind, uh, but it's like another three and a half hour yeah. movie. <laughs> my mom loves Gone with the Wind. I think Gone with the Wind is like the quintessential mom movie. <laughs> Favorite movie. My mom loves Gone with the Wind and Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. Um, well, JT, is there anything you've been into this last week that everyone should know about? Uh, well, me and Molly saw Good Boys in theaters. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, it was okay. Okay. There's there's actually some pretty laugh out loud moments in it. I I enjoyed you it. I I did lol quite a bit. <laughs> Great. Like, I think it's just fun to funny just watching middle schoolers. Like I think like the main charm of it is like it's middle schoolers entering sexual situations that don't fully understand what sex is. Perfect. And I think that's probably like <laughs> the main charm of it all. Uh-huh. And uh <sighs> Like, I remember, like, hearing, like, someone, like, like a cr- critique of it is, like, why are these middle, why are these kids swearing so much? Where it's, like, <laughs> they're ki- they're middle school kids. Like, I swore every time I could when I was around. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was, like, saying fucking shit as much as I could when I was a fucking, <laughs> when I was, like, yeah 13 years old. <laughs> right. For sure. But, but, yeah, it, I think it's, it, I think it'd be worth a rent when it comes out. I, I probably wouldn't go see it in theaters, but I think it's worth a rent. Yeah. It's fun in that sense. Okay. And uh, uh, I saw the movie Alita Battle Angel as oh, well. Oh, okay. And um, you know what? It's not bad. I think I like the look of it. Yeah. And uh, like it's not the best movie ever made, but I appreciate it for what it was. Okay. I also heard that it wasn't so bad. Yeah. It's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's some fun action in it. Like they... Revolve a lot around this like sport called motorball, where you like wear like motorized roller skates and then like drive around and try and throw a ball in a hoop. Hmm. Like 
it's a big part. Like I didn't even know it was gonna be that big of a part of it. <laughs> it's and a it's a big, big part. Of it's the a movie. big fucking part of the movie. <laughs> okay, okay. Like when they're not like talking about like this like conspiracy, they're talking about motorball. Okay. I was like. Are we going to fucking watch a motorball match sometime soon? You guys are like jerking off over motorball oh the whole time. God. But no, it's it's still good. I it It is kind of weird with the chick with the big eyes, though, because I think like the CG on that was just a tad bit off because there's a few times where she's in a scene with somebody and it doesn't look like her eyes are totally focused on the person she's talking to. Yeah. Where okay. I was like, this is. I'm kind of getting that uncanny valley feel from it. I was watching something about CGI and they were talking about that movie as well. And they're like, you would think just from the trailers that you're like going to hate it. But then like really early on, you kind of settle into it. Yeah, you do. But even after that, like there's still scenes where like, I don't think they had it down completely where she's like interacting with someone, but then her eyes are kind of off in another direction where you're like, Mm. Mm. okay. Okay. (laughs) okay but i mean for what it's worth i think it's it's decent like if you stumble on it somewhere check it out all right all right and uh i watched uh dave Chappelle's new stand-up special on netflix sticks and stones how was that i heard it got kind of panned it got panned a little bit from like i can see how it got panned because he definitely goes in on cancel culture yeah. And he he kind of goes in on the Me Too movement, too. Yeah. Like, I think that's the thing I appreciate about Dave Chappelle is, like, he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, he lays, it, he lays out shit in a way where, like, when you first hear it, you're like, whoa, ho, hold on. Mm-hmm. But then, like, he explains himself where it's like, okay, okay maybe I don't fully, exp- like, fully agree with you, but you do have some points. Okay. All right. Like he he goes in on the Meve Two movement kind of like in a way where it's like like I'm I'm for you. I'm all for you ladies getting more rights, but you're going about it the wrong way. <laughs> okay. All right. And then he kind of explains himself where it's like, "Oh, yeah, I can see where you're coming from in that sense." Okay. Like it's it's interesting to watch. All right. Okay. And I just love Dave Chappelle cuz Dave Chappelle is fucking hilarious. Okay. But he definitely he does not hold back. On right. some things where even I was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe I'll check it out then. Yeah. And th- that's all I've been really into. Um, I've just been continuing to watch Letter Kenny, if, mm-hmm. you, if you couldn't tell. So that's been good. Um, Chelsea and I watched Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Went back and uh, checked that out because we've been, I missed it when it came out. And now, I heard Chelsea talk about it. What did, what did you think about it? I thought it was fun. Yeah, it's good. It's just they're so rich that they make me mad. Oh yeah, <laughs> like they literally are crazy rich, yeah. like billionaires. Yeah, <laughs> with old Chinese like spice trade money or something <laughs> like that. It's like fucking insane. Yeah, like, like I-, I told Chelsea this before we started. When they filled that church with water, I like threw my hands up in the air like. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck oh and the fact that like just an engagement party at the very end of the movie like was brought on an, a day and had like fireworks and yeah. like live synchronized swimmers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on top of this hotel yeah and then like every time like the mom explains herself she's like 
we have all this, we need this money to maintain our lifestyle because that is our culture. Yeah. Like Being so rich that people are dying <laughs> is not your culture. <laughs> Uh, that being said, I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's a, yeah, it is. It's like a different, <laughs> a different, uh, play on the rom-com a little bit. Like to see yeah. a different, different, uh, color yeah. in there besides just plain bread white people. Yeah. I'm kind of sick of seeing. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I didn't catch all of this, but Chelsea watched the first episode of the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. And I was kind of in and out of the room as it was going on. And I was yeah. kind of into it. Yeah. I what did she it. think of it? I didn't, I don't know yet. Oh, like, okay. Um, she continued to watch it. So I would assume good. All right. But, uh, I, I said before we're on like an Adam divine kick. So yeah. like <laughs> she's, she's into it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like the chick that plays a sister on it, like is on, uh, comedy bang bang a lot as like different characters. Oh, is she? So yeah, it was just every once in a while, she'll just like throw a voice where I'm like, is that from Comedy Bang Bang? <laughs> see, I I didn't see much of it at all, so I only saw like maybe fifteen minutes of it here and yeah. there. So I don't even know who the sister is. So that's it. That's all I've been into. All, all right. right, JT. All right, that's it. So next week. Next week, what do we got? Well, uh, for our Monday, because you still refuse to watch Fast Five. <laughs> I'll get into it on Monday. I'll tell you why I didn't watch Fast Five. Fair enough. But uh, for our Monday, we're doing our shooting the shit. Yep. Our third episode of shooting the shit. So tune in. Hear what's going on in our lives. I'm going to be like four beers deep when we get into that. So it's going to be, <laughs> I might get pretty weird and detailed with it. Ooh, sweet. <laughs> and uh, and then for Thursday, we're going to be starting our Stephen King September. Mm, spooky. Spooky. Just based mainly on happenstance because uh, <laughs> with It Chapter 2 coming out, which I don't even know if you're going to be able to go see. I don't know. <laughs> we'll check I'll, it out. I might have to keep Neil on a retainer. But with It Chapter 2, and then we're probably thinking of doing Misery, which is another Stephen King movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, to start it all out, since we haven't never really covered it, and It Chapter 2 is coming out that week, we're going to talk about... The new release, newest release of It that came out. Cover that, see what we uh, think of it. We've both seen it already. Yes. But it'll be interesting to go back and rewatch it. Yep. Kind of get reacquainted. Yeah. Before It Chapter 2. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Let's do it. And uh, we have one more spot left in uh, Stephen King September. I've already pulled an audible and I've pulled something. Okay. That is going to be fun. All right. It's going to be really fun. All right. <laughs> it's something that I did not know Stephen King wrote <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, we're talking yep. about that. All right. We're Even I don't know what it is. I, I'm going to save it till the very end. It's going to be our, it's, we're going to have a, we're going to have a real fun finale with Stephen <laughs> King September. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Yeah. Well, that'll be the show. So if people want to hit you up on the social medias, JT, where can they do so? Hey, they can hit me up at Bucky for fun on Twitter. Also, Bucky for fun on Instagram and Bucky for fun on Snapchat. Troy, you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. Why are there? Why don't you vote for the tourney of random movies? Throw in your vote into the hat. Come see on, what, see what's come. See what comes out on top. Come on, come on, Is baby. It short circuit. It's Maybe. not short circuit, <laughs> but. 
for this week, it's going to be This is the End versus Ma. Ma. And this is the end. <laughs> yeah. Cast your votes. Uh, all of our episodes are uploaded onto reviewreviewpod.podbean.com, as well as a slew of other sites, such as Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as probably many others. Uh, if you do use Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review us there, because if you like the show, it helps other people find the show. If you want to, write in. Yes. Do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. There you go. Plugged. We are plugged. plugged. Plugged in. Tune in for shooting the shit on Monday. Gonna be good. And then it on Thursday. Tune in. Do it. But until next time, if you want to chime in about your AFI Top 100, please do so. Yeah, let us know. What what are your favorite? What's your top, the five top five if you've seen them? Yeah. What's your top five favorite movies ever? That's right. Let us know. Give it to us. Give it to us. Give it to us. Any, anywhere. Any of the social medias. But until then... I am intro to the Max Extreme. I am Jade the Gay. And we are off. <laughs>